Hi everyone and welcome to the Effortless Weddings Podcast. My name is Heidi, I'm your host, a marriage celebrant in Melbourne, and each week I talk to a wedding industry professional about how we can help you with planning your wedding. Not anyone else's idea of a wedding, your wedding, an event that is meaningful to you. We guide you through figuring out what that means with the aim of making it all completely effortless. Today, I chat with Zena from I Do Drive Through, a choose your own adventure style of elopement weddings that offers a fun yet romantic twist on quick, simple, and COVID safe ceremonies. With several packages available, they can provide a range of services such as celebrants, photographers, transport, live streaming, or even a mobile registry office. I Do Drive Through has had such fast growth, they're not only available in every state in Australia, but a couple of locations across America as well. Hi, Zena. Thank you so much for joining me on the Effortless Weddings podcast today. How are you? Really well. Thank you so much for having me. You're more than welcome. And we're specifically here to talk today about I Do Drive Through, but let's talk about how you became a celebrant as well. Let's talk about your whole journey into the wedding industry. Yeah, we can definitely do that. So um, I have been a celebrant for, I think, six six years now, coming up on seven at the start of next year, I suppose. Um like a lot of people who end up in this work, I'm not really sure how I got here in the first place, but I'm really glad that um, I was working in a community in a wonderful bar called Circuit. Um, and it had a really strong community time where we got to talk to the customers. And this was way back when Kevin Rudd was trying to overthrow Julia elected he would pass same-sex marriage and there was this flutter of excitement in the community and I like storytelling and I wasn't afraid of public speaking and it just seemed like a really um, practical way to offer something in the space. Obviously it took quite a few more years before equal marriage was passed but um, yeah I did it anyway I was kind of at that age where friends were starting to get engaged and they thought it'd be nice to get married by someone who was their peer as opposed to someone who was kind of more their parents' age and, yeah, just kind of grew and grew and now it's my full-time job and it's such a privilege and so much fun. Isn't it? Like it's just one of the best jobs ever and I think everybody that works in the wedding industry loves it. Like we all just love it. Yeah, it's it's such a privilege to be a part of something every week in people's lives and it really attracts people to the industry. You don't come across heads here. <laughs> no, definitely not. I mean, yeah. taking part in their love stories and capturing their beautiful moments, these really huge memories in their lives. Like, yeah, it is such a privilege. Just love it. Yeah, we're very fortunate. And so let's talk about I Do Drive Through, which was born from COVID. Is that right? It was, yeah. So I Do Drive Through was founded in Melbourne during the first lockdown. And um, it's myself and three other Melbourne celebrants. So Kate Morgan, Clara McMurray, who is also known as the Funky Celebrant, and Mel, who runs the ceremony store. So Mel has been a celebrant for about 15 years now. Um, So she's a very, very savvy entrepreneur and excellent with her tech. And when birth, deaths and marriages closed down, she's getting lots of inquiries through her website. Um, And due to Mel's family circumstances, she was not taking on weddings at that time. And... um, like, how do I pass these on to my colleagues, but make sure my colleagues are safe, but also make sure the couples are safe. And she just had this crazy little brainwave that if we did it through cars, there was that extra level of social distancing. And yeah, three of us, if we'd like to be a part of it with her. Um, and it just grew really rapidly. It was a combination of it being an industry that was really heavily affected by COVID. 
um, it, there wasn't a lot of new stories and this was a pretty fun, uplifting one. So we, we happened to, you know, come up with the name I Do Drive Through with the, um, the catchphrase, would you like vows with that? Um, and, you know, we just happened to fall upon some really great marketing and advertising material and it grew really rapidly. So I think within two months we were in every state in Australia, mostly driven by the media and interest from couples who just kind of kept coming across this on the radio or on the news. And um, yeah, it's been a pretty wild ride. So within two months we were in every state in Australia, which was really exciting to give us something to focus on, but also as a way to create a little bit of work for um, you know, celebrants in other states and also photographers and, and wedding car hire places. And um, the craziest part of it all has been that we had a celebrant from Las Vegas get in touch and really great idea. And Mel and Kate want to launch in America. So I think there's now six sites in the US as well. So crazy, crazy ride. That's amazing. And when you say, like, when I think I do drive through anything drive through, I think America, you know, my husband and I were there back in 2015. And yeah, there's a drive through service for pretty much everything. And even like your logo and, and the graphics and stuff, it all really speaks to that sort of fifties driving culture as well. Like, like you say, you came across a very, very cool marketing idea that seemed to just boom without a massive amount of effort would that be fair to say like you guys didn't have to push it that hard it just kind of took off yeah I think it's definitely fair to say that the momentum was there and we were trying to keep up <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's so awesome I mean like you say to look at COVID's here what can we do people still want to get married and to just kind of roll with it I just love how you guys did that and made it work it's amazing yeah, it was it was a surreal experience to be a part of, um, and we're all really really proud of it. Um, and it's it's created some really strong friendships through what has been a really difficult year for everyone. We feel, um, but yeah, it's really funny, like you say about America. We definitely stole the idea from there. <laughs> so <laughs> we have someone in Las Vegas kind of come back and say, "This is great. I'd love to be able to do it over here because the actual drive through weddings in the the Elvis weddings are, you know, they're in these really daggy dated, you know, kind of chapel situations. And there's so many beautiful spots on the strip and, you know, in the Las Vegas, you know, beautiful national parks and such. So she kind of she loved the idea of being able to expand upon that there as well. So yeah, it's been fascinating. Yeah. Cause that's one thing that kind of sets you guys apart as well. It's not just that it's like a drive-through service where the cars are a bit of a focus, but you do also seem to focus on really beautiful locations as well, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the thing that a lot of couples don't necessarily realize until they come across the celebrant and hopefully form them, um, you know, you can go to get married, but you can have that exact same experience in any other location that you want to. So if you go to a celebrant, you can get the same experience a little bit more you or in a kind of more unique way so yeah I mean during COVID if you're going to do a really simple way yeah, you want to make it special and fun in in some way and that was a way to kind of make it a little bit more personalized yeah and I love that it's inclusive of quite a few services as well like you say you've got the car hire which otherwise may have been left behind um, and yet other add-ons as well do you sort of have other add-ons that can come with some of your packages yeah, we do. I mean, it's definitely focused at a, a simple, um, basic and of the market, but, you know, you do hire the car and we have a lot of photographers that get used. Um, yeah, we have a couple of 
little venues that have helped out with ceremonies. Um, for a while there, we also were kind of doing a little bit of stuff. Um, but yeah, people tend to just stick to a pretty simple, like we'll grab a, we'll grab a photographer, maybe a cool car, really simple way. Yeah. And is there a mobile registry office now as well? Am I right in saying that? So yeah, full credit to Mel. She is a uh, just ideas woman and she has so much get up and go. So um, one of the challenges as every celebrant or wedding industry Victoria is aware of is the wet weather option, particularly across such a challenging one. And obviously for a lot of COVID, that was something that we struggled with with so many venues closed as well. So at some point she came up with the crazy brilliant idea of um, let's build let's build a kind of little chapel. So she bought a trailer. I think she actually got the trailer in exchange for a slab of beer. She's an ideas woman. <laughs> and then her and her husband kind of spent not like two weeks, they really smashed it out um, building it. So it's basically like a little weatherboard house on the trailer and it's got amazing silver sparkles throughout the whole thing and um, doors that open at the back. So if it was like a wet day, the couple could stand in there to get married with their witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, it could also be a window if you want to, so it's a bit more like a drive. Um, yeah, and, you know, Mel's got some ideas of, <laughs> Mel's got some ideas of also using it for a bar or a DJ booth as so yeah, we call it the love mode. So should couples want to book a service like yours, other than wanting to know a date and a potential location, is there any other information that you need from them or is it all pretty straightforward, just get the paperwork done and get going? Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, we're about having a really simple and efficient service that doesn't have too many steps to it. We want it to be uncomplicated for the couples. So yeah, they get in touch and we send across some information Look through and if they want to go ahead we'll send an invoice and we've got an online portal where we collect information from them um, you know each of the suppliers will reach out and do a quick little video call with them to make sure they know what's happening and we do another small one before the day to touch base on any last details but um, yeah it's a it's a budget registry service so we keep the touch points pretty minimal um, and the, the service pretty uncomplicated. Yeah, that totally makes sense. With some of your locations, do you need to get permits to do the services there? It would depend on the location. Most of the locations that we work with are okay if you've just got a couple of people. More often than not, it's under the, the heading of a picnic, um, according to local council rules. Um, it's if you're wanting to kind of build an arbour or kind of bring in a bunch of equipment without paying for permits. Yeah. Okay. So, cause you guys are literally just sort of driving up, doing your thing and then leaving. Everyone's quite happy to just let that happen as a general rule. <laughs> Often than not. Yeah. Yeah. And would that be the responsibility of the couple to check with the local council or is that a service that you offer as well? If we have the information, we will happily share it, but otherwise it's responsibility. Yeah. Fair enough. Since you started up the service, do you have an example of one of your best ceremonies that you've had or even just some advice for couples on how they can make this really feel like theirs and still make it a, a special, beautiful experience, you know, the, the best experience for them, I guess, if they're going for this sort of micro-budget registry style with a cool twist? Yeah, absolutely. Well, what 
surprised us when we got started was the amount of couples who got in touch to book who had actually been together for 10 plus years. So many long-term couples um, who marriage wasn't the centre of their commitment and kind of didn't see themselves in the big white wedding, you know, doing the whole hoo-ha, um, reached out because they just thought this was like a fun point of difference that reflected their relationship um, and also it was a nice way to sneak off and do it without inviting, you know, your weird uncle. Was um, <laughs> That was to us. But I think that for a lot of people, and this has changed a lot throughout the year as the pandemic has gone on and on, a lot of people initially you know, that it's not going to be meaningful um, or it's not going to have that same atmosphere as what the big wedding with all of your loved ones will. Um, but in reality, it's kind of the opposite because there's no pressure. There's less stress involved in the lead up. And when you're standing there and you're saying those vows and you're having that moment, it's kind of literally just about the two of them. It's not about all the noise around them. Um, so, yeah, they, they've certainly been powerful for us to be a part of and you you really hear the couple say again and again um, that they were enjoy it a lot more because you know there wasn't all that extra stuff to consider and they had a real kind of experience and it was just about the two of them they weren't never felt like they were on display or like they had to perform in a certain way like a real moment between the two of them which is what they wanted yeah absolutely I sort of feel like I can completely understand anybody who wants to have the big wedding. I'm not going to lie. I had, I wouldn't say a big wedding, but I had pretty stock standard wedding, I guess, um, you know, with about 50 guests. And I can completely get why, especially post COVID, a lot of people are keen to have the big celebration, but that does put that pressure on you, doesn't it? To please all of your guests, to make sure they're having a good time, that they enjoy the food, that they enjoy the music, that they're engaged in the ceremony. And if you're happy to do that and that makes you happy, that's wonderful. But if that's a lot of pressure or a lot of stress or just not something you want to do or if you don't want to have a 100 eyes on you, you can still have a really beautiful, memorable experience, just you guys, just nice and intimate. It's just so lovely, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's so true. I mean, what works for you as a couple and, yeah, you know, having all of your loved ones there with you is is so special in so many ways but um yeah having just the two of you there in that moment where you're saying your vows and making that commitment um it's just it's just as rich and rewarding and yeah like you said whatever works for each individual couple and I guess with COVID like it's a conversation I've been having a lot with suppliers as part of the, the podcast and just you know industry friends and stuff as awful as it's been in so many ways, we're sort of seeing these really nice trends in our industry come out of it where people are unapologetically just going for what they want and what feels right to them as opposed to what they feel obligated to do. So services like yours that have been coming out as a result of COVID as well, you're giving them that opportunity to pursue that. Yeah, that's right. It's so interesting seeing the way things are shifting, isn't it? One of the I've most noticed is that um, for some couples who are getting engaged now or planning, they have a different perspective having been able to watch what happened to the, the couples in the last six months. Seeing people have to reschedule their weddings twice is helping. Okay, well, we, we still want to have the big wedding party with all of our loved ones there, but that might have to be a little bit further away. And so, you know, we know that we definitely want to get married sooner. So, you know, there's, there's this separation between the day you get married and your wedding. And um, yeah, it, it's kind of working for people as well. 
Yeah. Do you think that it's a trend that will continue the micro weddings, the elopements, taking yourself and your services on board as as an option? Do you think like long-term post-COVID that it will remain a, a popular choice for a lot more couples? Yeah, there's definitely always been um, a strong market for that kind of simpler wedding. Not everyone has the time or the financial capacity to invest in that really large experience. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for that. So, I mean, I think one of the other reasons our business has has done really well is partially because Birth, Deaths and Marriages has been closed for about six months of this a really big backlog. So if you had already booked with them, um, you're kind of being told that maybe you'll have to wait three or four months to even get in. Um, you know, so all of those people aren't necessarily wanting to do that and they're starting to look at the industry to do it sooner and in a different way. Um, so it's really nice that when they kind of start looking outward, they are coming across, like you said, so many amazing little elopement businesses have popped up. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's still a little bit more special than the registry office, isn't it? You know, you've got your massive range of locations, like you can go anywhere, any public place. And yeah, there's just so many more little personal touches you can have that aren't necessarily an option at an actual BDM registry office. So that's nice. Yeah, totally. I mean, obviously, I was it and I'm sure you are, Eddie, but it's so much nicer when you can do it at, you know, that local lookout where you had your first date or, you know, there's got that extra symbolism to you. Um, it just makes sense. Yeah. Well, I guess we should talk about the flip side of that coin that we were originally talking about with, you know, making it the best event and more meaningful for the couple. Um, Have you come across throughout your celebrant career any elements that can damage a wedding for any couple, regardless of how big or small the wedding may be? Like any advice that you would give to couples to avoid, things to avoid, things to not do that could be damaging to having their best experience? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know if I have a correct answer for that one. (laughs) I quickly damage it other than, yeah, from other people and letting that overwhelm you I think it's really just about doing two of you and not feeling pulled by those around you and their expectations I know that can become really stressful for couples a lot of people don't really realize that what it actually takes to get married in law is about two minutes worth of wording and as long as that's in there you're so yeah there's a lot of flexibility in what um but yeah you know I don't I don't have any horror stories people always ask me that about the worst thing you've ever seen go wrong. Yeah, I mean, overall, they're, they're such love-filled experiences and as long as it feels true to the couple um, and not true I think that's what matters. Yeah, and it is an amazing industry with so many amazing suppliers, so it makes sense that you don't really have any horror stories because people are generally doing their jobs pretty well. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You just want to lean, lean on the professionals that you've listed because for so many couples um they either haven't ever been married before or they've only done it once um that's something i and people you should suppliers for advice um rather than on the advice of your friends and family i mean obviously they have your best interests in heart at heart but being a part of one or two so it's very anecdotal to their experience whereas we weddings and we spend so much more time than about weddings um so you know that's where you're going to get the best insights to the really specific areas of you know obviously the florists have a certain you know set of that I don't necessarily have as a celebrant and you know alongside a photographer I have some understanding of the light and those kind of considerations but 
we're talking about a group photo or something, I'll always encourage the couple to go back to to the photographer because they've got, you know, the best big picture and yeah, lean on your vendors. They they're the ones with the most knowledge to support you. Yeah, completely agree. Like you say, as opposed to having only been involved in a handful or less of weddings, we've been involved in a lot. So, <laughs> and we do think about weddings all the time. How can I be more creative? How can I improve my services? What do couples want? How can I provide that? We're thinking about that stuff all the time. So you're right. Like, yeah, ask your suppliers for advice. <laughs> yeah, we've seen it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. And we've worked together a lot, you know, like we've worked with a number of photographers and videographers and florists and planners and venues and, yeah, so we we learn from each other a lot as well. Yeah, that's right. You want to... Um... You want those simple mistakes. You know, everyone else has had, we've seen it, so you can avoid it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, I guess we should just talk about some of the, you know, the standard nitty gritties in terms of what are some of the packages that you offer and what do they include? Yeah. So as I said, I do drive through is a, a basic registry style service. So we offer couples the option between three three ceremonies one is two minutes uh so the bare minimum one is five minutes and a little bit cheekier and then there's a seven minute one that's a little bit more um, romantic and meaningful add a photographer and a car if you want to um and then the service itself like i said it's about keeping it really forward and not overcomplicating it for the couple so you'll you'll hear from suppliers early on and they'll tell you what's happening and they'll touch base just before the day um, it'll all be, you know, done according to the legal requirements, but there's not, there's not a lot of bells and whistles to the service. Are they given like a choice? These are the celebrants you can choose from. These are the photographers. These are the cars, or is it more who's available on the date they want? Like how does the actual allocation of um, vendors happen? Yeah. So um, we, as I do drive through, we allocate just in terms of order, you know, whoever's turned to this next, it's equity system so we all get the same opportunity we do the same with the the photographers because they kind of um we outsource to them uh and then in terms of cars and any other suppliers that we put in front of couples we just give them their details and they go do their own research and decide who they like best okay yeah that totally makes sense yeah you don't actually have to use um photographers some people go out and, and choose their own or they might have already I had someone thinking they were having a bigger wedding and then they'll come and join us for the day. So yeah, it's not, it's not hard. Yeah. Yeah. So the photographers that you offer and the cars that you offer, that's within the price of your package, or is that a negotiation they still have with the ones that they choose to go with? Uh, So we've organized set prices with them and then they can get that package through the person directly. Yeah, that's right. So then if they source their own car or their own photographer, there's obviously the couple has their own negotiation with those suppliers they've sourced themselves. Yep. Yeah, that's right. That makes sense. I like it. <laughs> well, they're all the uh, formal questions that I have for you, Zena. Unless there's anything else that you would like to talk about or go over or promote, this the floor is yours. <laughs> oh, the floor is mine. Oh, dear. Um. No, I mean, thank you so much for having us on and giving me the chance to tell everyone a little bit about I Do Drive Through. Um, I hope it's, you know, food for thought. And I'm sure that most people who are listening to your podcast are already probably working towards the bigger celebration and looking at the industry more broadly. 
that probably isn't going to suit them but you know maybe you'll keep it in mind for other people who are around you who might be looking to do something more simple in the future um yeah you know as as we said you can get married in so many different ways so best of luck with your own wedding and yeah lean on all the vendors around you to have the best experience that looks like you Definitely. And, you know, it's funny you say that though. There's, it's a real mixed bag of people listening to the podcast. Like I've, there's a couple of sort of friends of friends, you know, who are getting engaged. So people have said, oh, my friend Heidi listened to her podcast and they were originally looking at the big wedding, but are now reevaluating some of their priorities based on some of the conversations that they're hearing. They're like, yeah, that's right. Why do we want to do that? Why, why would we pay for that? Why would we book that? Why would we do this? What does it actually mean to us? So that's been a really cool thing that's come out of the podcast as well is between COVID and the podcast, people are sort of going, well, yeah, do we want that? Or do we want to look at other options? So you never know, you might get a little bit come your way out of this, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's nice that people are new ideas put in front of them about what it can look like. Yeah. And that's pretty much what you know, my, myself and this podcast is all about just putting everything out there on the table for couples to go, yep, that's for me. That's not, yeah, just thinking about the ideas really. So thank you so much for giving us more ideas and more things to consider. It's so good. Oh my God, my pleasure. And um, yeah, our pleasure at I Do Drive Through as well. I know I speak on behalf of all the other girls when I say, yeah, we really love what we get to do and all the couples we get to meet. And um, yeah, it's the best. Yeah, it's so much fun. Look, I'll let you go. I've probably taken up enough of your evening, but thank you so much for joining me tonight. I really appreciate it, especially after how hot and stuffy it's been today. Pleasure. It was lovely to meet you, Heidi. And um, yeah, hopefully I'll see you at some kind of event soon. I would love that. Thanks, Zena. Have a good night. See ya. As always, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Effortless Weddings podcast. Give the Instagram at Effortless Weddings a follow. This is where I promote upcoming episodes and also ask you for your feedback on who you want to hear from, what information you need to know and what areas you might need a hand with. If you happen to have some positive things to say and might like to help encourage others to join the tribe, give us a little review on your preferred podcast streaming service. And to keep hearing more great wedding advice from some of the best the industry has to offer, hit subscribe and get notified each week as new episodes drop. Once again, my name is Heidi and if you have any questions, ideas for an episode or even want to share your wedding planning stories, feel free to contact me. All of my links and information will be listed in the episode description. Thanks again for listening. Keep doing happy dances and remember that life is always better when sprinkled with cheesy love stuff.